0: welcome to carpool q a we give you one topic in 15 minutes or so uh to start your day and um each week one of us brings a separate question um the others don't know it ahead of time and so we just uh get to popcorn and and surprise each other and have a conversation about it so um today it's my turn and i am we, we've got uh kids in a wide range of activities from like the arts to sports whatever um I played sports growing up and understand that field the best. I also just by nature am extremely competitive. Um, and so one, uh, line that I've been trying to figure out, and I would love y'all's comments on this. Maybe this is applicable to everybody out there too, is how do you toe the line between pushing your kids to kind of be the best, try their hardest, get the most out of an activity, um, and to learn that life skill of trying hard at stuff and being excellent at stuff and also um, maintaining relationship and keeping connection and uh, balancing empathy and compassion. So I'll, uh, I'll hang up and listen guys.
1: This is such a good question. I'm thinking about a conversation I had with a mom a couple of weeks ago when we were um, doing one of our fundraising events and we were just chatting. She had a senior In high school, that was like finished with this competitive sport that they'd literally been doing since early middle school. And they had like one more semester left of high school and they were ready to be done. And she was like, Tana, do I make her finish or do I let her stop? And I was like, I have exactly no idea. Like, I do not know. I do not think there is a right answer. to that question. And then all I knew to do was be like, what do you think she needs? And like, we just sat and talked about what all was going on. And like, of course there was more to that story, like relationally and socially, like there was more going on, you know? Um, and then in my own situation, I've, I've had to work through that. And I think we've, I think we've made different decisions for different kids at different stages and ages and times. So, I I think this is a very real, real, real question that probably all parents are going to face at some time or another. Um, We, you know, y'all know this. We had our staff Christmas party here at our house last night. Mm -hmm. And of course I didn't until I was, the last people left at 11, we were having a good old time. Y'all ducked out, but some other people stayed late. Sat on the back porch, you know, and kept on going. Of course I'm crawling in bed, And I look at today's schedule and realize one of our kids had an early morning sports practice (laughs) that I didn't know or remember was on the schedule. I didn't prep them ahead of time. I didn't tell them before they went to bed. They stayed up very late. So I was literally faced with this thing this morning. Do I wake them up early? Do I tell them they need to go? Or do I sort of let this one slide? And it's that exact principle, JD, of like, What's the commitment to the team? Sadly, this kid I woke up and wasn't feeling their best. Like we didn't go today, but Mo and I were like, this isn't what you should do for team sports. They're part of a team. They need to get up and go. And so we literally woke up with this exact tension this morning. Yeah. They stayed home today and I felt bad. I was like, maybe we should have pushed. What did we, what lesson did we accidentally teach them this morning by accident? You know, I don't know. So this is a tricky one. It's a
2: really good question, JD. I think the question, so something that we talk about a lot is this idea of like positive stress helps us grow. And the question is really like, when is it positive stress that's helping them grow? Because we have to face challenges. Like if we protect our kid from every uncomfortable feeling, we are not allowing them to grow. And so, and that can happen if we're not not thoughtful and careful. On the flip side, if we push our kids too far, that can become what's called toxic stress, and that can become chronic, and it can cause lots of challenges. um The first thing that comes to mind—feel free to disagree, you guys. Since oh, we on it let's do it. Ooh, ooh. The first thing that comes to mind is like you probably have a tendency. I was yeah. raised in a Tarletons don't quit household. I went yeah. to school once. Immediately went to the nurse and had 103 fever because <laughs> my family thought I was faking it because I like to read and they thought she just wants to read the new book she got, get up and go to school. And I had 103 fever. Thank oh you. My
0: God. So
2: I love it. I am not a parent yet, but probably sure. I will bring that history to my parenting yeah. and you probably lean one way or the other. So you're probably either A, you show up no matter what family. or you might be a it's always optional honey family and there's extremes and both of those are good at times but i think i can't answer your question jd but i can just say you know you Uh so you know if you're kind of the i always let them off the hook and so really they have not learned and 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 we'll just play it all the way out into adulthood that could be the kid that uh, can't hold a job because they can't because every time that's they right. don't want to go to work they call in um, yeah. we talk about often lots of work that we do is mean and rich and full and there's a little bit of drudgery and you don't always want to yeah. do it and you still oh have to <laughs> so yeah. like that's yeah. a yeah. life lesson if you offer yeah. blessed but if you are the like you better go quit you probably to lighten up a little bit you probably need to be okay sometimes letting them off the hook and letting them have you know have a different decision but I think what matters is your kid and their character and growth yeah. to me that always outweighs me I mean that's a personal opinion it's not everyone's opinion I never think that the sport or the dance team or the musical band or anybody takes priority over that kid's well-being so, you do need to pay attention to your specific kid and how they're doing. um, there's lots of ways you can live it out, but my my knee jerk yeah. is just where which extreme do you lean towards? You probably need to move a little bit towards the middle,
0: yeah, and i I you know the thing that we have has brought this out specifically in our family has been um as our kids have gotten into elevated levels of
2: yeah
0: uh, whatever stuff so, yeah, yeah, so um higher levels of you know what we have one kid who who dances and they dance uh with kids that are multiple years older than than him right so he like that kid is dealing with like challenges in keeping up with kids a lot older than them and because he's skilled and so uh same with as our as our other kids have gotten into that kind of middle school age and there's middle school sports the intensity ramps up a lot mm-hmm. um says a dad who got kicked out of a middle school soccer game last year for yelling at a referee hand up that was me um <laughs> it was not anything profane that i yelled i just told him he should pay more attention to the game than to us and he didn't like that and so i repeated it so he could hear it again and then i, I he could give me the boot so um Mount, i was kind of
1: wish I would have been there like I am uh, just sad I wasn't on that field was, on that Saturday morning I was I defending wish I,
0: have been there. I was defending the honor of one of our co-workers uh yeah. our co-workers one of our therapists her son played in the team uh he got an elbow to the back of the head and so I just voiced my displeasure with that and so I was defending his honor you know um and it was a very long walk of shame out of that soccer stadium I'll tell you that right now <laughs> um so i am just an intense person but i there are points of regret that i had as i got older where i could see my parents let me off the hook in some of like that kind of last 10 percent of what it takes to like to really learn how to push and grow i had a few coaches who did not let us off the hook in that and i love them for that today so i think there's that balance those coaches i think of though also were very nurturing to us like uh, emotionally. So on the other side of that, you know, screaming and yelling in practices and pushing for what I, I ran a lot. So i did like one more mile or one more lap or one more uh, interval or whatever, like um, all of that yelling, then will usually be coupled with like in the summers, it was after that, we would go to our coach's pool and have pizza and hang out and play pool basketball and all that. So like there was relationship that accompanied that. So it create an environment where I would listen a little bit better. And I would, I would hold to those, like I wanted to give better effort for that coach at the end. And then I saw the personal results at races and meets and all that. And so, um, so I think that's, you know, I feel like we're talking all like all over the place about this for me, one of those lines, and I don't feel like I'll ever master this. um, But one of the lines that has been really helpful has been that we have really tried to, to be more on the let the kids let let the kids lead into what level of intensity they want to like train and practice at. Yeah. And then when they kind of have the information and make a commitment to train at whatever certain level, we're gonna then hold them on uh gosh, middle school cross country, Saturday mornings all fall at 7 a.m. They have mm-hmm. practice 30 minutes away from our house. So they're waking up earlier than they do on school days on Saturday mornings to go out. Usually in the Memphis heat, it's already like 95 degrees by 7 a.m. Uh, and they are you know running, whatever. So they will make the decision, hey, I do want to do this. I do want to get better. I do want the Saturday morning practices. I, I want to do it. And then it comes time to actually hold them to it. And so we are, we've been pretty good about holding them to it. Um, outside of if they're sick or, or whatever. So that's been our line so far. Um, I'll just kind of offer that as, as, you know, much as I can. I don't know if y'all have any. I I like
1: your, I like what you said, JD, because I think about that initial decision Mm -hmm. and one of our particular kiddos is just very naturally athletic. They're Mm -hmm. very gifted and wired in an athletic way. Yeah. And So naturally I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like I'm allowing to start, I'm celebrating. I mean, it's not all pure y'all, but of course I'm like celebrating their athleticism. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a really fun kiddo to watch go through athletics. Right. right. And they participated a little early on and then like opted out of everything. And I was like, oh man, like we missed like two school years of any participation. And I went and talked to one of the female coaches at the school and was like, how, like, what do you think here? Because they know, they know this kiddo and they were like, don't too young, don't push them Um, or they're not going to want to come back. And so, you know what, we spent like a couple of years, not, we were not in therapy because of this, but in our counseling sessions, Talked a lot about that experience of competition. Yeah. And there was like stuff there that needed some care and attention.
0: Yeah.
1: Like there was some emotional stuff connected. Their body was yeah. ready and could have beat everybody. Yeah. But emotional and heart just wasn't quite up to that level of competition. Yeah. So we like took care of their heart and now they're back out on the court and out in the sport. So like I know we did that okay. I think that's where I really like that delineation you said, JD, of like, you gave them choice Mm -hmm. to participate. Then you provided that support to stick with that commitment. And there might be a time when they opt out and like, I'm just going to name that, like, that was real sad for me. And I had a little FOMO and I wasn't out cheering cross country and at the back and I was feeling left out of the the team and the parents and I I was sad and I'm like oh Tana you are way (laughs) too invested in these like elementary athletics but it does become like a community
0: oh totally it it is
1: the whole thing but just I don't know I go easy I I like Becca like know your tendency because mine might be to go easy if i'm just thinking about the kid and then i was like trying to manipulate participation because i wanted to go and do it too like,
0: yeah. yeah so totally.
1: we're but up in the so middle fun. of all that by the it's way it's
0: fun watching your kids be good at stuff
1: it is and yeah. they're so, so naturally gifted yeah. i was like you will everybody will know your name if you'll just get out there and do your thing you know
0: and like well, that's know. terrifying
1: <laughs> i know that was true. <laughs>
0: You know my name yeah that um yeah it well in closing i'll just say this like we um we are we just today finished a basketball season um and this one kid who uh is not probably is not the best natural athlete in our family was uh so persistent and so um committed to working in every practice and in asking the coach for help on certain things and always asking where she's supposed to be and always ask like all like just use that time practice so well and was so committed in there and and today scored like not that and again I realized even in we my own, celebrate I'm it JD. This, we can celebrate can celebrate it. it. She scored the winning basket in her last game. Uh and so like they uh that they, they like are in the season on a win and she was a reason for it. And that was awesome and that's not to say that's the goal of parenting obviously um but it was really fun to watch her have some competency that she built from doing a whole bunch of work on days and times where she really probably didn't want to right um and same for another kid you know pr'd in every race this year because it's like that work you know um and so yeah
1: Before we totally close, I'm going to ask for one additional minute past our 15. This can also be the case if you have a child that is naturally wired for academics. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's the exact same principle because this would be another one of our kiddos like that competitive spirit is 100% about grades. Yes. So same thing competed in the little spelling bee and it was getting close. And I'm like, love, you've got a choice to make. Your name is on the list.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: how much are we studying? You have to decide how you want to feel when you're standing up in front of the group of kids. So Mm -hmm. like it is, it's, I don't think it's just sports. I think this is sort of a principle around nurturing those Mm -hmm. things in them. And when do you push in and push towards the thing that you think they're just naturally wired at? And when do you like give them some time to develop and grow towards it? little on their own. So this same concept, same idea can also be applied. I think in other sort of extracurriculars or hobbies or a pull towards athletics or arts or really kind of anything. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: My, My closing closing thought is pay attention to yourself, pay attention to your kid um mm-hmm. some kids are super driven and they're going to beat themselves up and be really hard on themselves and they need more of you coaching them through that shame and the embarrassment and the never good enough other kids are um less driven by extra mm-hmm. they might need a little bit more encouragement to do yeah. something that has a little bit of stakes to it to yeah. participate yeah. or finish something out, even when it wasn't as fun as they thought it would be. And so pay attention to yourself, pay attention to your kid. Um, Nobody gets it right. We just do the best we can.
0: Right. That's right. Yeah.
2: And we
1: know that those extra things are like building character. So if you can keep like that, that area of growth as the most, like let that trump Mm -hmm. their like performance. Performance. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Let yes. their character and health and well being and connection trumpet. It. And then, you know, go a season of a, having a little FOMO and sitting on the sidelines without your baby out there <laughs> doing their
0: thing. Anyway. And last, 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 last thought. Let them yeah. try a bunch of stuff as they're oh, wow. as they're younger and, and just exploring stuff. Um, and don't don't try the best you can not to get sucked into the kind of world of like having to over-specialize in your thing at such a young age um, that all kinds of studies are coming out now talking about, you know, especially in athletics, like varying your experiences uh, for your body's own sake of developing and growing. But I think that works for your mind, for your emotions as well. And that, like you said, ton of, that applies to arts, athletics, to academics, um, to social settings, like giving your kids exposure to different worlds um, is almost always a really, really good Um, experience. So uh, for Becca, for Tana, for everybody here at ETC, I'm JD, and we'll see you next week on Carpool Q&A.